Hello, everybody. My name is Thomas Suski, and I am the Mind Guy. I am coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and I'm back for my sixth podcast. I am a master coach of the unconscious mind. I help people free themselves from their own limitations. I'm trained in hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, and other modalities that work directly with the unconscious mind. This podcast is all about the mind and the metaphysical. So let's begin. Well, it's time to give up what you think you know about this crazy world you live in and start learning about what it will take to become the master of your own destiny, the creator of your own life, to be a god. You might think I'm joking, but the path I want to take you on is to get in touch with how powerful a being you truly are. Your potential is a gazillion times greater than than where you are currently, and it's time for you to start moving towards it. I'm going to give you the knowledge to be able to do just that. Ultimately, my story involves moving from hell towards heaven, and it's been a 10-year uphill battle. If I knew what I know now, I could have done it in a much shorter period of time. In fact, once I learned about the unconscious mind and the invisible laws of the universe, I went into hyperspeed to infinity and beyond. Literally, if you got that you are limitless, that is where your potential truly lies. You could catapult into creating a phenomenal life for yourself. This place, it's like a school, and all you need to do is go up the levels to be able to graduate. Or better yet, it's like a game, and you're here to beat all the levels so you can win the game. Now, what makes it so challenging is that when you come into this world, you know nothing. You grow up not really knowing how you ended up here or why your parents are the way they are. And then something always happens when you're either two, three, four, or five that lets you know that this world is not safe. Actually, you have no idea what existence even means, and it's baffling, and it's a conundrum. It appears the game is all about survival. When in fact, that's just the first level of the game. A small percentage of people get get out of the first level. These are the things I want to teach you. You grow up trying to make sense of all these things. And you have information coming at you from all angles. Your parents, your teachers, history books, the internet, TV, media, advertisements, your peers. You start out trusting everyone. Until... You are betrayed, and then you start closing yourself off one by one, only allowing the ones closest to you in until they betray you, and now you may find yourself all alone. This isn't everyone, of course, but each of us has some flavor of trying to survive this world until we find ourselves doing the most challenging thing, which is surviving people. Those ruthless bastards. If you look back into history, there are millions of years of evolutionary progress that came before. Knowledge that was discovered and then lost, and then rediscovered or manipulated or rewritten. In fact, knowledge is the hardest part of the game. Finding the accurate information, the truth, is so hard to come by. 
because everybody believes they know the truth, but very few actually do. Do I know the truth? I know a certain truth that has allowed me to advance in the game to the level of peace. I'm close to the level of unconditional love. And when that happens, watch out universe. Although, if I were foolish enough to say I know the truth, I would be like all the people still stuck at the lower levels of the game. This is one of the rules I've created in my own game. Yeah, this is my game because all of you are an illusion in my reality. None of this is real. And if you have ever had an inkling of doubt around what we are doing here, then you should stick around for more. I'm committed to waking people up from their sleep. The rule is to never believe I know the truth, which allows me to be malleable and open to new information. I would say it's a universal rule, although if I said that, then I would be presuming I know the truth, which is always a very dangerous avenue to go down. This is critical because if you lock yourself down with what you believe to be true, then you're limiting yourself. Do you get that? The reason you don't have everything you want in your life is because you have created limitations for yourself. This is one of the hardest aspects of the game because most of the limitations weren't a conscious choice. Your unconscious mind created the limitations for you. Yes, you made the choices, but you made them while in a very compromising spot. You were lacking a lot of information to be able to make that choice wisely. Most of them were created before the age of 11. Actually, even before the age of 7. Between the ages of 7 and 11, your critical factor develops, which is the gatekeeper into your subconscious mind. Don't worry. Every limitation can be reversed. That's the game. Actually, let me add another twist to it. Some of these limitations were passed down to you genetically and through past lives. Don't worry about this part. It's going to take a lot more learning to get to this understanding. This leads me to your next teaching about the mind. Your reality is yours and yours alone. Nobody has the same reality as you. The game, this universe, the map you have of the world is unique to you. This is an example of the multiverse. Each of us experiences our own universe based on our own personal map of the world. We may all see the same street signs or interstates, or if you live in Seattle, you can all witness the rain coming down. Although the way you perceive the world and how the world occurs to you is unlike anyone else out there. Your map is carved out by your internal representation. Okay, let's take a breather. That was a lot of information. I would ask you to go back and rewind and listen to that over again, although most of us don't operate in that fashion. So let me explain further. Take a moment to look around you. Pay attention to all the objects in your visual field. If you're in a room, you may notice a chair or a painting on the wall. You may notice another human being in your visual field. 
Here's the thing. You and I can be looking at the same object and both of us will experience it in a completely different way. A painting on a wall could make me feel nothing, but that same painting could make you feel inspired. Why is that? Because your internal representation is completely different from mine. What determines your internal representation? Your internal representation is based on how you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. It's primarily based on your senses. It's also based on your internal dialogue, the voice in your head, and your feelings, which are determined from everything you have ever heard before and directly correlated to your belief systems. Let's get into a specific example of what this looks like. Here's a perfect example. I'm going to compare two people, one with the healthy self-esteem and one that is unhealthy. If you're a person who has a low self-esteem and are self-conscious, then you'll be constantly comparing, judging, and analyzing other people. This is how you see the world. You may look at someone who appears more attractive than you, and you may be envious about the way they look, their height, even maybe even their smile. Then you end up judging yourself because you're comparing yourself to this person and say really bad things about yourself. Most of us spend time saying bad things about ourselves. You're not the only one, trust me. In fact, I once had a psychic tell me I was harder on myself than anyone has ever been in the history of time. Try to beat that. And the voice in my head has been an absolute jerk. Do you want to meet him? I call him Tony. Tony, can you introduce yourself? I've been listening to you the whole time. You think anybody's going to want to listen to your stupid podcast? You're not interesting. Ultimately, you are talking to yourself because not a single person is going to want to listen to you. Okay, I think that's all we need of Tony for now. You see what I'm talking about? What a jerk. Now, there's a reason why I'm so hard on myself. And there's a very strange and unique diagnosis out there called avoidant personality disorder. It's in the cluster C of personality disorders. In fact, most people can resonate with the symptoms in one form or the other. Here are the symptoms. I have a poor self-image. I see myself as inadequate and unappealing. I'm oversensitive and easily hurt by criticism or disapproval. I am reluctant to become involved with others unless certain of being liked. I experience anxiety and fear in social settings and in relationships, leading myself to avoid activities or jobs that involve being with others. I tend to be shy, awkward, and self-conscious in social situations due to a fear of doing something wrong or being embarrassed. Ultimately, I avoid people like the plague. And it was really difficult for me to finally accept this diagnosis. When I was 28 and hit bottom, I was searching for what was wrong with me, and I stumbled upon avoidant personality disorder. I had all the symptoms, Yet I talked myself out of it because a lot of people deal with these same symptoms 
and I really didn't think it was that serious. Fast forward 10 years later, and with all the work I've done on myself, I still find myself constantly beating myself up and isolating myself to the point of it really impacting me financially. It was very cyclical, lots of mood swings, ups and downs. I now have an amazing community of people I trust and can talk with. And still, one little small thing can happen and I'll run away from people. I'll cut people out of my life like nothing. It's quite frustrating because I love people. And I end up exhausted and hurt when I'm with people. I'm going to share with you my map of the world, my internal representation. When I meet new people, I am quiet and I don't share myself. It's almost as if I have to put up this mask, only giving surface level responses. I always have to get to know the other person first. Oftentimes, I will ignore people altogether. I have this very serious and stoic face that screams, leave me the F alone, because I don't want to deal with the anxiety and discomfort. If I am in a conversation with people, I will be hyper aware of their facial expressions. I don't want to upset them with my words. I have to say everything right so they like me. If they give me an awkward facial expression, I immediately start to panic and shut down. I often replay these conversations over and over for at least a 24-hour period. I replay all conversations over in my head at least a couple times to see if I said everything right so that person likes me. If anyone ever criticizes me, I run back into my cave and it will take me a couple of days to recover. I'm much more aware of this and I'm able to not allow it to impact me as much. Now, how did this internal represent internal representation formulate itself? I actually experienced the trauma at an early age of three or four, which caused an aspect of my mind to sever from the whole, and that frozen boy shows up all the time. This little boy or this aspect of myself does not trust people, mostly strangers, And sometimes it could take 10 to 15 encounters with a person for me to finally open up to them a bit. This is my reality. Each and every one of you have your own reality and it's perfect and it's great. We are here to experience and to learn. And I could easily allow my avoidant personality disorder to limit me and I'm determined for it not to. I am terrified to get criticism about this podcast, although what I share on here can help lots of people, and that's why, and that's like way more important than my internal representation causing me to isolate myself for a couple of days. I am a powerhouse, and you can't bring me down. I create my reality, and I want to have a voice in this world instead of being a silent and frozen boy, unwilling to express himself. I want that for all of you. I want you all to succeed, to be your best selves, to grow and learn, and just become the powerhouse you are meant to become. All you need to do is unravel. Unravel the limitations. Once the limitations are gone, you're an unstoppable force of nature. Doesn't that sound nice? How do you discover your limitations? 
Awareness is the key to start paying attention to what your reality looks like. Ask yourself why you notice the things you notice. This is what they call as being mindful. Start paying attention to your thoughts and feelings. Remember, all the answers are within. Many of us already know our patterns and behaviors. We notice that we end up in the same kinds of relationships. Pay attention to your aspects and traits. Do you find yourself being a victim? Do you procrastinate? Are you angry all the time? These are just characters that show up in order to protect yourself in some way. And your emotions can tell you a lot. In fact, your emotions are your greatest communication device. Those emotions are telling you that you need to heal or learn something. Most of what I do is find the cause of these emotional reactions. I help people heal anger, sadness, fear, guilt, shame, grief, anxiety, and the list goes on. These are all programs from our past. This is how you discover the limitations. How to reverse them is a little trickier. I use a variety of techniques, including hypnosis and timeline therapy, to go back to the root cause of these events so you can disappear the emotions associated with them. Now, how do you overcome these programs on your own? I think a great starting point is to ask questions. Ask yourselves, when did I first decide this? That's always a great question to ask. Pay attention to your thoughts and question if these thoughts are true. Or did you, or did you take on these thoughts from someone else? And when I say truth, I think every single individual needs to find their own truth through their own experiences. That's the, that's the ultimate truth, I suppose, is finding your own truth. Oftentimes, our beliefs are created at a young age. Typically, you aren't born a racist. You are taught that. One of the best ways to overcome these limiting thoughts and beliefs is by having a disagreement with them. Speaking to yourself in front of the mirror or in your own head, letting them know they are not accurate and no longer serving you. Just tell them, go away. I don't want to hear the same repetitive pattern over and over again. Your thoughts are not you. Don't believe them. Who knows when and where those beliefs were created? Making your thoughts very untrustworthy. Start here. I also think finding a coach who works with the unconscious mind is another great way to overcome these limitations. It's easier for other people to discover these limitations for you than for you to discover them for yourself. And that's all, folks. That's all I got for today. I hope you enjoyed. Have a wonderful week. Look out for my next one. Should come come out next week. Bye.